Well, I mean, you do live out in the sticks. Yes, 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 yes. Well, I live in Bloomington, Indiana. Bloomington, Indiana is is the liberal mecca of Indiana. And yes, there is a city here. But like you you go outside that city lines and it becomes I don't know, like every time that uh, we've had an election in the last like decade, uh, I've always looked at Indiana because I've been out here and it's like Vanderburg County tends to go blue. It really does. And then Bloomington tends to go blue. Indianapolis goes blue. Fort Wayne goes blue. And like Muncie because Ball State's up there. Yeah. yeah. Like up College near towns. College towns. <laughs> well, it, it, it's not even so much the college towns. It's the higher population density. So it, more people that have to live closer together tend to go, oh, okay, well, uh, I'm in a situation where I, I can't just think of myself. I have to also think of the other people that are around me. So, mm. and, you know, those types of people apparently seem to go a little more uh, liberal. I, I, I don't even think liberal is the right word. I think progressive is probably the right word at this point. Because, like, like for instance, uh, when we talk about the, the terms that we use within the political um, realm, when we talk about conservative, like, the actual definition of the word conservative means to conserve, means to use less. And I get that whenever we're talking about, uh, like, smaller government. Mm -hmm. But they also tend to be okay with driving up the budget. Uh, and liberal, I, I understand that maybe they mean that as being a little bit of a larger government, but uh, but they also tend to make the budget larger and stuff like that. And I mean, a lot of conservatives will say uh, that spending goes up under liberals, but it also tends to go up under uh, conservatives as well. It just goes up in a different way. And the 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 term the thing that bugs me about the term conservative when we're talking about politics is that people that are conservative don't seem to be interested in conservation which you know being conservative about the world around them all they're consider they they want is a smaller government so whatever well the way i see it you know um conservatives currently and not going by the definition because it's the not, definition is actually kind of nice, you know. You conserve things, you know. You try to spend appropriately, but that's not the true definition of con current conservatives in the United States. Um, no, realistically, the difference—the big difference I see between liberals and conservatives in the United States—is is that conservatives look out after themselves. And liberals want to look after the community. And that's the big difference, I would say. You know, because, like, I may not like this person. I may not like that person. But I want to make sure that they have all the same things as I do. Sure. You know? So, um, and, you know, like, it could be some hardcore Trump supporter, you know, with his, his little uh, KKK hood. <laughs> but I still want him to have freedom of fucking speech, you know? Like, sure. I deplore what he has to fucking say, but he still has that same freedom of speech as I do, and I and as you do. And I want to make sure that's preserved. And, and whenever everybody in the community has got the equal rights, then the community starts to flourish. And then we can work sure. on making sure we can, we, we can do everything collectively, whereas... You know, uh, conservatives are like, well, I just all I care about is my job and myself, 
maybe I care about my family. Oh, and that unborn child until it's born, and then we don't give a fuck about it. <laughs> so it, it, I, I think it's funny. Uh, you brought up the idea of uh, freedom of speech, and what? So, and I think we could probably get into this. Uh, I don't want to say get, get into this debate with tons of other people, but uh, freedom of speech is a protected okay so like thinking of it politically thinking of it um constitutionally is that everyone has the right to well let's broader first amendment um it which is really freedom of thought and freedom of expression mm. people are permitted are are given the right or are um guaranteed the right that they cannot be um they that people are allowed to believe whatever they want to believe that they can, they can go and say, Hey, I have this belief. Here are my thoughts. And that the government will not persecute them for said beliefs or thoughts or the words that they put out in the world. But there is no protection in like zero protection from the government about other people thinking that you're an asshole for the beliefs that you have. And I think that's where a lot of people get tripped up. Because, um, and this is something I, I was want to get into, uh, like later on as we're talking about this stuff. But um, let's see, I have a date written down here. Ding, 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 ding. On around February first, um, Milo Yiannopoulos, whatever the fuck his name is, the editor from Breitbart, uh, was supposed to have a speaking engagement out here at Cal State Berkeley. And that did not go well. Um, <laughs> we'll just say that didn't go well. And uh, there were massive protests, and a bunch of the uh, the black block protesters showed up, which I don't know a lot about these guys. Um, what I see in the media, and I need to do some research on this, um, it, it like during the Occupy movement and all the protests that were going on out here about that, they, they showed up there too. Uh, they tend to be more, I guess, extremist is one way of putting it, uh-huh. where they... Um, they are okay with setting fire to things and smashing windows in protest of stuff. They are they are violent protesters, uh, and most of them, if not all of them, are dressed full in black, masks on, like um, like bandanas across their face, so you you can't pick them out. Um, and excuse me, <clears throat> and they they are are violently opposing whatever it is that they're opposing. Um, and there was, uh, I was listening to the radio this week. There was, uh, like the chief of police for Cal state Berkeley, uh, because they have their own little police department on, on uh, campus. Uh, and mm-hmm. I guess the, um, the Dean or whatever, whoever the president of the university is, they were talking about how they, uh, they planned for this speaking engagement because they believe that everyone should be given the right of speech and that they should be able to talk about their beliefs. And they want to, as a university, have an open forum for people to say, here's what I believe. Here's what I think. Here's what I want to say about things. And then the president um, jumped on and had a hissy fit about <laughs> that there was protests and that the event was shut down before it got started because of these protests, because the protests turned very quickly. They turned violent um, uh-huh. and had a had a had a hissy about freedom of speech. And it's th- this, this is where I'm getting to First Amendment rights, is that you're allowed to think and say whatever you want to say. But if people 
people don't want to hear that, then it's their right to protest that. It's their right to turn around and say, you're an asshole. Get the fuck off my campus. We don't know. No, I absolutely agree. Um, And, 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 well, no, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is I find this funny in the, well, that was unexpected uh, because a lot of people don't realize or don't expect things like that to happen. And they get pissed off whenever, and and they say that that their that their uh, their rights are being trampled on whenever other people refuse to listen to the bullshit that they're trying to feed, and like I I find that's that that funny and that funny huh that's unexpected sort of way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, um, <laughs> I actually had a discussion about this the other day, um, and you know when at what point does freedom what's where's the line for freedom of speech. And I let I let um, multiple people uh, debate this. And uh, what's his name? Uh, the neo-Nazi guy. God, I can't think of his name. All of a sudden, Richard something. Um, who got punched in the face? Oh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That guy. I mean, uh, hold, hold I'm on. sorry. Quick, I uh, had a lot of joy watching him get punched in the face. Uh, I, I I'm I not gonna this, lie. I think I said this on the previous <laughs> podcast with uh, with one of Richard my friends. Richard Spencer. That's what that, his name Yeah. Is. Um, I am 100% pro punching Nazis. As in, in the face, just, yeah, I'm, I'm 100% pro-punching Nazis. Well, here's here's where I think the line is drawn in the sand. Um, I'm not going to go over that whole debate. Um, obviously, <laughs> there, is, there, is, there is something to be said for that. Um, and, and I played, whenever I, I did this debate, I played moderator and, sure. and judge for, for this. This is the people's court. Um, I'm so somebody played the devil's advocate role for Richard Spencer. Um, I did hate to say it, but whenever, when, like, sometimes, sometimes you we don't need to be playing devil's advocate. Like Nazis, we don't need to, there. There doesn't need to be a devil's advocate. But anyway, but well, that's my that's my. I'm favorite. not saying Nazis specifically. Okay. In this case, is more Richard Spencer. Okay. And um, there were some rules to the debate. You know, like we can. We could we could touch upon his beliefs and backgrounds, but we couldn't start persecuting all Nazis. We were just saying, okay, was he exercising his freedom of speech? Did he deserve a punch in the face? At what point did he cross the line? And 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 my ruling was he did not cross the line. And because here's where I define the line at. Whenever free speech crosses the line of threats or threatening language. Mm-hmm. then it's no longer free speech it comes with a price and sure. the price that he has because he's in what because even though he is not directly threatening people he does use threatening language you know yeah, yeah. that's you know because his beliefs his alt-right beliefs he, he said he specifically said he wasn't part of kkk but he and he was specifically said he wasn't a neo-nazi but if you actually you actually go and research this stuff. People know he's a Nazi and know, and, and people know that he spits out this rhetoric on, on a daily basis. There yeah. are literally hundreds of videos of Richard Spencer spitting his fucking propaganda. Now he tries to play the politician about it and not be, make direct threats or give out threatening language. He's really careful about it. I'll give him that. But the implication of such is, is that he is supporting somebody who threatens entire groups of people with genocide. Sure. And therefore it crosses the line and it's no longer free speech. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so do I, and do I believe that, that now again, that's his propaganda. And I understand that. And the personal part of me says, yeah, he deserved the punch in the face. <laughs> but 
at the time, whenever he was exercising his freedom of speech, he was not engaging in threatening language. He denied he, he denied any of that stuff, and he was being personal, mm-hmm. and therefore he didn't deserve a punch in the face. Now, had he said, "Yes, I am actively a Nazi," then in, mo- in the moment he says that, then it's you're done, because mm-hmm. that is automatically threatening language, and yes, he w- he deserved the punch in the face. But <laughs> no, I would I would have pulled against the person punching him in that particular instance. Yeah, it's 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 tough sometimes. It's really well, tough. The I, I think the okay. So whenever we talk about just uh, human rights, equal rights across across all peoples, um, we need to talk about do people deserve um, or, or okay? What what is what is the point whenever physical uh, violence should be dealt out upon from, from one person to another or a like and i guess what i'm getting at is that under no circumstance should people be violent towards one another like that's like if if i were to walk up to some random person on the street and just go hey you have blonde hair and then just punch him in the face if i were to ran like just it, 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 it who cares what i'm saying it's the fact that i'm um I'm exercising some sort of physical violence towards another person. That is not acceptable um, to a certain degree. <clears throat> Whenever you have individuals who have very openly said that they uh, support removing rights from other people or they support the uh, extermination of entire groups of people for whatever reason. Uh, you have blue eyes, we're gonna kill you all off. You have brown eyes, we're gonna kill you all off. You come from this one country, you happen to like cheese, we're gonna kill you all off. W- whatever. Like that, like whenever someone starts saying that rights should be removed from other people for whatever reason, for them existing or having an opinion or it goes back onto the First Amendment rights, the freedom of thought, the freedom of of uh, decision and belief, and things like that. Whenever that starts being intru- intruded upon, that is whenever you go, okay, there, there's the line in the sand. When you cross that line and say other people should not have rights based on uh, something that's protected by the First Amendment, then then you 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 are the asshole at that point. And should you be um, should you have physical violence inflicted upon you at that point? I mean, that's, I'm going to say no, but at the same time, if you are an individual who, in case of this Richard Spencer guy, if you've been saying this for years, and you are on record saying this for years, and <clears throat> and it, it has gone on and on and on and on, and finally someone gets the fucking balls, uh, you know, who cares? If, if it's a woman, then, you know, she's got the, she got the tits to do it, whatever. Um, but, like, you've got, you, you finally, someone crosses the line and says, you know what, enough is enough, this person needs to be put in their place, then, then I think that's a gray area. Um, you can't arrest someone for saying, you know what, I believe that people who like cheese uh, are wrong and should not li- exist on this planet. Yeah, y- you know that's you're an asshole. But the the government, uh, the uh, the leviathan that is the government, should not be able to uh, prosecute you based on you having that thought because that that thought is protected by the First Amendment. But does that mean other people have to go and listen to your bullshit? No, 
but does that also mean that people should be should have the right to inflict vis- physical violence on you because you are diametrically opposed to people who like cheese? You know, it this whole this whole debate becomes very ridiculous very fast. And the I think the the solution might be that people who have unpopular viewpoints uh and I shouldn't say unpopular as in the population disagrees with it, but viewpoints that <clears throat> remove other people of rights um, that say that black people shouldn't be allowed to vote or poor people shouldn't be allowed to vote or women shouldn't be allowed to vote or people from sp- seven specific Muslim majority countries should not be allowed to vote. Things like that. Um, those like those people who say those sorts of things, you can't necessarily do anything against them other than take their microphone away. And say this is wrong, and you you really need to have the entire population, uh, or at least a majority of the population, saying no, that's wrong, that's an asshole thing to say. You need to quit saying it. And if you stop giving that motherfucker the microphone, then they're gonna get the fucking picture at some point. Either that, or they were are going to go to more extreme uh, uh, actions and start actually trying to enact their belief structure, and then that's when the state steps in. So, okay. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Anyway, just I I want to I, I want to respond to a few things. Um, one, um, and no at no point should anybody's rights be taken away. Exactly. Um, the closest it is going to prison, in which case you're in prison. Um, there are certain rights that you should have in prison, and there's certain rights that you don't. You don't have rights to fucking uh, Papa John's pizza while you're in prison. You know. Uh, but I don't think anyone should know. have rights to Papa John's pizza. <laughs> Right. Yeah, they are a conservative organization, but well, that no, aside, no, 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 I mean, it, that it, aside, it, it, it's just no kind of terrible. Be, no rights should be taken away from law-abiding citizens. Sure, um, and we'll we'll just we'll just say that and exclude um, criminals from this conversation for the time being. Um, when violence, see, here's the thing: is I don't think that anybody should take things in a violent should take things to a violent or to or beyond a violent or hostile, or like you could be hostile, but there's a difference between violent, violent or threatening. Once you pass that line, then I am a big believer in the rules of engagement. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if somebody, if somebody crosses the line and assaults, um, is it, it, it goes to assault you or it, or go, it goes further into battery. Assault is just threat. Battery is the actual action. Yeah. That's yeah. assault battery. Um, but whenever somebody whenever somebody crosses that line into your threshold as a person, that's at what point in time you have to say, I'm going to use equal force to resist this person. Mm-hmm. And I believe that is not only just on a personal scale, but on a, a, a collective community scale and state scale and federal scale. Like, mm-hmm. I'm never going to be violent against our government, but the moment that they try to be violent towards law-abiding citizens uh, – or citizens who are not doing anything to to warrant that kind, that level of engagement. Mm-hmm. That's at the point where I say, okay, they have broken the rules of engagement. It is time for you, as the citizens, to react appropriately. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the only thing. Like I don't say it's a last resort, but whenever somebody, like I said, um, goes in and and into with violence, 
um, you should the rules of engagement should apply, and you shouldn't use any more force than what is being used against you. You never be on the asshole side, if you will, you know. Mm-hmm. And and that's to me that's pretty simple, easy um, rules of engagement, especially as it pertains to the First Amendment. You know, like if if Donald Trump wants to take away President Donald Trump wants to take away our freedom of speech. Well, the the rules of engagement to me are well. Let's take away his, you know. Like, th- I mean, that's that's a simple, that's a simple reciprocity, you know. And it's nonviolent at that point, but at the same time, the, uh, he is he's taking action against you as a citizen. He's taking actions against me as a citizen. It is time for us, and he blanketed us together. So therefore, we collectively need to go through and try to take away his freedom of speech as much as he wants to take away ours, you know, and be like, I mean, if for no other reason here, this is how that feels, but mm-hmm. how do we do that in, in, in practice? And that's easy. The moment that he starts talking about taking away freedom of speech, we stop airing him on national television, you know, just being like, we're having a Trump blackout. There's no Trump, no Trump. You well, know? and especially in his case where he's an ego maniacal fucking Shithead. <laughs> you know, like that would be the perfect fucking reciprocity, the, would it not be? Okay, real quick, real quick, to respond to the idea of giving, uh, well, creating a Trump blackout. The problem with that is business. Because, <clears throat> and this is the problem that, this is the reason why he was elected, uh, or like one of the things that caused him to be elected was that during the election, he would say outrageous things and all of the news outlets, even like I was listening, to, I almost all, every morning would listen to NPR on the way to work um, and just like listen to the morning stuff. Here's what's going on. It's like, yes, I know things are happening in Syria. Yes, I know there's Ebola in Africa, things like that for the better part of the last two years. And then it started ch- taking the shift over to here's the shit that Donald Trump said overnight. Here's the other shit that Donald Trump said overnight. And I stopped listening to NPR almost altogether uh, since probably mi- the middle of last year. Uh, I'll listen to certain shows, uh, but I don't have it on nearly as much at this point. Mm. But the the problem is, is that that because he says outrageous shit people are oh my god what did he say and so they start watching the fucking 24-hour news networks um like our dad uh and it just it keeps going and it keeps snowballing and and at this point the for the most part uh the news organizations are all in on donald j trump they are like okay He's going to say something fucked. Who cares what he says? Who cares what's going on? He's going to say something about it, and people are going to go, oh, he said something about it. Oh, what did he say? And they're going to run to CNN. They're going to run to Fox. They're going to run to MSNBC. They're going to run to the New York Times. They're going to run to the Washington Post or whatever. They're going to go to these news outlets to find out what's going on. Uh, And so there was one of the – I guess it was the executive from NBC or CBS this last fall that said maybe – Donald J- Donald Trump isn't good for the American people, uh, and it won't be good for the American people. But he has been great for my network, and it because of ad revenues and things like that. So, unless there is a massive boycott 
against these 24-hour news networks and uh, all of these outlets that are saying, here's news, here's news, here's news, unless there is, hey, we are tired of hearing about this motherfucker. You need to stop, or we're going to pull funding from you. We're not going to listen to you anymore. We're not going to watch you anymore. We're not going to go to your website. Unless that happens, then removing this guy's uh, outlet, his his t- removing his soapbox is not going to fucking happen. The only real way to address this stuff is to turn around and uh, and like the protests that happened uh, the day after the inauguration or the protests that happened the following weekend or the protests that seem to keep fucking happening every weekend since then. Uh, and taking the it's it's not taking his soapbox away it's taking the attention away from him and making him irrelevant making the story no longer about what sort of fucked up response he has towards whatever he has done or whatever has been happening in response to him taking the story away from him and putting the story on something that we find is more important or more relevant uh for instance um uh all of the immigration stuff it's the story, instead of being about what he has to say about it, it's here's the story about how we the people are going to fight back and how our, our the the balance and the checks and balances within government are going to respond to that. To like it's he did a thing, but here's the bigger story. Here's how we're coming together as a nation to uh, to oppose or to resist uh, what he is trying to push out there. And sure, his name is going to get brought up, but He's got to he's got to realize that he's become the villain and the people are the are the uh, the protagonists in this sort of uh, conflict. So. No, I don't I don't disagree with that. And 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 to the media stuff. Yeah. Drama fucking attracts viewers. Let's face it. Donald Trump in the White House is four years of reality television being streamed. If he so, lasts that long, I, I mean, I I think that all it's going to take is him pissing off uh, the Speaker of the House, uh, uh, Paul Ryan, and he doesn't exactly see eye to eye with that guy. The guy fucking deplores him, you know, fucking loathes him, but he gets along because he's the standard bearer of the party right now, the President of the United States. But he he steps on the toes of a couple of Republicans, and he's fucking done. Like he's already stepping on the toes of John McCain. You know, and right now it's it's mo- it's it's about a fifty five forty five split in the Senate, right? And you only need about five five Republicans to flip over to support the Democrats uh, on 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 the issues because they're pissed off because they're, they're not going to support Donald Trump, and mm. that's it. He's fucking done. And see, here's the thing: once you pass that fifty fifty threshold. Then that's whenever this um, the the House, the House of Representatives, can actually uh, get through uh, stuff like impeachment hearings. And here's the thing: it's all they have to do is present the evidence, make the case, and the judge, jury, and executioner essentially is the Senate. Oh yeah. And okay. you piss, like I said, you only need to piss off a few Republicans, and he's fucking done. Because the fact of the matter is, he has broke the law. And he is breaking it in the office right now. Just nobody's calling him on that bullshit. You know, I mean, just the other day, um, and this wasn't him. This was, oh, yeah, it was, but nobody called him on it. But Kelly, you know, the whole tweet about Nordstrom, about not carrying his daughter stuff, that's breaking the law. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's breaking and, the law in a big way. And then nobody called him on it, but the moment that Kellyanne Conway said something about it, they sure as fuck called her on it. And oh, yeah. she was, unquote, counseled. <laughs> according to Spicer or whatever his name yeah. is. Yeah. Okay, so so one thing, okay. Um, to address the podcast, uh, I've been trying to get you on here to do a chat about the the state of the political realm for the last three weeks or so and based on scheduling we haven't been able to sort it out um but a lot has gone on in wait hold on real quick we are about a half an hour in and i'm, yeah, I'm getting I'm, to the I'm lead got my timer. yeah um my timer's, we've been talking for 29 minutes i've got 28 so it's all right okay so um so so in the timeline of the last three weeks like starting with the inauguration um like, and also, I do want to say that the last week or last two weeks of uh, President Obama's administration was pretty fantastic to watch. Um, mm. And it, like, some people might disagree with me and call him a, a nasty son of a bitch. Um, I happily voted for him twice. And <clears throat> while I don't agree with how he addressed uh, all the issues, for the most part, I think that he was a very good standard bearer for what we expect of the presidency uh, in regards to temperament, in regards to how he addresses the public, and how he inspires the public to um, like like one one big thing with with the American culture is that it is a culture of being aspirational. It's like you get you get the the iPhone. SE and you go man I've got the cheap phone but I kind of would really like to get the next one up and so you save up for it and eventually you get it and you're like yeah I've, I've gotten to my next level or it's like having a house or it's having a car you start off with a Ford Fiesta and before long you've got a Tesla Model S uh, like these are aspirate this is an aspirational culture um, and mm -hmm. it's it's the whole American dream thing and I think that uh, President Obama was a very good symbol of that american dream so people can disagree i would just me. like to throw throw one thing out there there's been more controversy <laughs> the cumulative in the last three weeks than there was about in, our in president. eight years eight of, years of obama yeah i yeah. mean the big thing about obama he's a kenyan let's see his birth certificate and i mean that was so outlandish and like Dude, how many different ways do you, does a person have to prove that he is a natural citizen of the United yeah. States? Well, the, the, those, know, those like, documents could be faked. Those documents could be faked. He's he's black. Fake news. They could be. Fake they, news. It's like, well, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, white people come from Europe, so the only the only uh, race of people. I don't like the term race because we're I you know, like we are the human race. If anything, and somebody might find this derogatory, but there are more breeds of people, just like there are breeds of dogs. They look different. They they're physically different and stuff like that. But white people come speaking. From... There are three races, scientifically speaking. That's Caucasoid, Negroid, and Mongoloid. Mm, yes, that's, that, you can actually look up the science on that. Like, well, hold <clears> on, hold on. Hold on. We are talking about politics. Let's not get into science right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you but, know me. I fucking love science. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm in the same spot. But no, what, I, what I'm getting at is the only people in the United States that we can for fucking certain say that they are not uh, immigrants are Native Americans. And uh -huh. like, like people who are living on reservations, you go, okay, well, you've got all the rights. You're good to go. But mm, we still don't give them all the rights. Anyway. Um, 
like I, I think it's funny that you and I, we are what like thirteenth generation Americans. Like I've got the family tree somewhere um, coming from North Ireland back in like seventeen ten or something like that, like well before this was even a nation. So, um, yeah, the all of the 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 Kenyan bullshit was was fucking stupid and. I mean, I'm glad we're beyond it, but there are tons of people who, for the next 20 years, are going to, just like uh, 9-11 truthers or the Sandy Hook truthers and shit like that, they're, or <laughs> moon landing truthers, they're still going to say stuff like how President Obama was born in Kenya. It's like, yeah, he was born in Hawaii, and his mother was an American citizen, and his father was an immigrant, So, and he grew up in Kansas and then Chicago and stuff like that, so whatever. Um, but so, over those over the three weeks... Uh, since the inauguration of Donald J. Trump as the President of the United States. I put together a list this morning of kind of the bullet points of all the crazy shit that has happened. Like some less crazy shit, just here is something that happened, um, or here's something of note, and then the responses and stuff like that. Uh, I'm going to read this list off to you, uh, and I think you'll appreciate this a little bit. Okay, so... Uh, Timeline. Uh, January 20th was the inauguration. Also mm -hmm. the same day that James Mattis was confirmed as Secretary of Defense. Uh, also the day that John Kelly was confirmed as Secretary of Homeland Security. The 21st was the Women's March, which was fantastic. Um, and my note is Trump has a hissy due to crowd sizes and also apparently has sizes with other things apparently. Um, <laughs> then uh, the next day, uh, or uh, I didn't put a date on this. I think this was like the 23rd or the 25th. Uh, Trump threatens to send in the feds in Chicago due to an uptick in shootings in January. Uh, then the executive order on immigration on January 27th. The massive protests opposing the executive order uh, on the 28th. And Trump has a hissy just because. Uh, Elaine Chao confirmed as Secretary of Transportation on January 31st. Uh, Trump nominated... And Neil Gorsuch uh, as his nominee for the Supreme Court on the 31st. Rex Tillerson confirmed as Secretary of State on February 1st, which was one of those 45-55 uh, votes, apparently. <clears throat> um, Trump has a hissy because of the protests against uh, Milo Yiannopoulos in Berkeley. Trump has a hissy about Arnold Schwarzenegger and them going back and forth, and Schwarzenegger saying that he should just fly to New York and smash Trump's face into a table. Which is really fucking hilarious. Um, then Trump also has a hissy about Iran uh, testing a ballistic missile. All right, so now we're at February 4th, so a week ago. Um, the immigration ban uh, was suspended by the uh, Ninth Circuit Court in Washington. And then on the 9th, well, some stuff happened between there, but it's just kind of noise. Um, the Ninth Circuit Court found the executive order unconstitutional on February 9th. And then Trump has a hissy because he's not king of America. Um, then on the... Oh, oh, I had my dates uh, mixed up a little bit. Uh, Betsy DeVos was confirmed as Secretary of, of Education on February 7th. And the only reason why she was confirmed was because <coughs> Mike Pence cast the tie-breaking tie vote, which is the only fucking time this has ever happened. Yep. That's, it's, uh, a, it's a historical event. <sighs> only time. Okay, so in the same day, Trump has a hissy that Senate isn't rubber-stamping his cabinet nominations. Um, yeah. Like, what was it? Uh, 
George W. Bush didn't have his entire cabinet in place until the end of March of 2000. Yeah, there's a whole timeline to that. Or 2001, yeah. excuse me. It was March, and then I think Obama's was like April. April. Yeah, and oh, this is unprecedented. It's like, no, this is how this works. It takes two or three months to get all all this stuff through, and they're not really vetting your nominees either. Uh, important to <laughs> excuse me. Important to uh, note that Elaine Chao, the sec- now Secretary of Transportation, is the wife of the Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. Um, so <laughs> when we talk about um, what what's the political term? Um, not despotism. Um, you know, whenever you have all your friends in office with you, um, it's kleptocracy. Kleptocracy? No, I, I'll have to look this up. Um, you are you talking about oligarchy? There we go. May well no. Or, oligarchy is the rule by the rich and bullshit like that. Um, anyway, anyway, there's a term. I can't remember it right now. Okay, so then. The same day that he had the hissy about the Senate isn't rubber stamping his cabinet nominations, Trump had a hissy over his daughter's fashion line being pulled from department stores. And Nordstrom doesn't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> and then on the also on the, the night, prices of her, uh, I was reading online, the prices of all her shit dr- has dropped like 25-30% since inauguration day. <laughs> <laughs> Any, like, like really the people, the people, the understood, the people, you know, the 325 million of us, um, like the average Joe, 99%, um, or really 90%, um, the, the people don't want to have anything to do with anything that has the word Trump on it. People Mm -hmm. are that fucking pissed off right now. So, um, then on also on the night, Jeff Sessions was confirmed as the attorney general, which uh. is very divisive as well. And he's a racist bigot, so he really shouldn't yeah. be, he really shouldn't be uh, attorney general. But whatever, this is my opinion. Um, and then on the tenth, so yesterday, Tom Price was confirmed as secretary of health and human services, who is also a fucking idiot who doesn't have anything to who shouldn't have anything to do with that department. Uh, are running like basically every one of these people, or almost every one of these people that have been confirmed to cabinet positions, or the people that that have been nominated to these cabinet positions. I'm looking at like Rick Perry. Almost every single one of these people have been on record as saying that they want to dismantle whatever the department is that they are now supposed to be heading. Mm. Um. No, you know what? I've actually been concerned about, say, um, Betsy DeVos specifically and um, what's his nuts, our attorney general. You know, and where where I'm uh, – where I think that, that things could get interesting and one thing where we push back against that is um, – is, uh, <laughs> uh, is a congressional censure. Okay. That's all we have to do. Um, like – yeah, Jeff Sessions is uh, is Attorney General, but the moment that he does something that is inherently racist, all Congress has to do is censure him. Like all it has, to, a censure can be against any government official. Okay. But here's the thing: with a censure, the only the only um, if it's done within the House of Representatives or in Congress, uh, or, or, excuse me, uh, the Senate. Um, they have to give up all their all their postings. Like if they're on the um, Senate Arms Committee or they're on the House Arms Committee or Intelligence Committees, they have to give up all the positions of their um, 
president is not affected by a censure largely. It's just a big slap on the hand for him. But the senators, they lose all their seats, like within the Senate, except for the Senate seat themselves, which makes them, it reduces their power significantly. If it's any other government official, you're pretty much removed from there or you have to resign because you're deemed ineffectual. Have you seen, well, real quick, have you, was it uh, Flynn? I don't know what his fucking first name is. Um, Kevin, no, it's not Kevin Flynn. Kevin Flynn's the guy from uh, Tron. Uh, (laughs) um, Whoever it is, uh, the guy whose last name is Flynn, who is on, um, he's like one of the advisors to Trump right now, who they have found tons of evidence that, and there are nine anonymous sources within the State Department that are saying that back in December, he was talking to the Russian ambassador about, oh, well, once Trump is in office, we'll we'll take a look at these sanctions, which is fucking illegal. And, uh, yeah, this is this is the 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 nation that we're in right now. We're, you know, making back backdoor deals with with Russia about getting sanctions lifted because of whatever. And this guy basically what uh what other people who are in the state department and other and or who are former state department people uh have been saying that if they were still in then they would have already gone into his office and said either you resign or you're fired today mm-hmm. and just like straight up like done and what's what's happening fucking nothing no one is doing anything well here's the thing is this like this is what i think the Democrats, for, they're ready to go. They're 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 they <laughs> they're on their marks. You know, they're they're ready to go at a moment's notice. I think a lot of, not all, and I don't think even a majority. I would say a plurality, but not a majority of Republicans are just sitting back and waiting and giving Donald Trump and his cabinet enough rope to hang themselves with. Like again, McCain. Like, have you heard some? Have you heard or read any of the horrendous shit that President Donald Trump is president while President Donald Trump has said to John McCain? Like, he's just like, "You're a quitter. You're a loser. You 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 you're too old for this stuff. You've you you you're you don't like to fight. Blah blah blah, blah and stuff like that. Hit him on veteran stuff. Before he was president, he, he said that you know John McCain was not a war hero because he got captured and tortured. It's Wait, like, hold on, real quick. Are this you sounds, fucking serious? This sounds like something that one of our cousins said to you about a year ago about how you're not really a veteran because, or you're not really a patriot because you didn't die in 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 the line of duty. What the fuck is that all about? Like, yeah, it's, th- it's, th- 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 these are statements being made by by people who have absolutely no fucking clue what it means to be in the armed services. And it's made yeah. by people who aren't in the armed services, people who who don't have direct family in the fucking armed services. It's it's the what what what's another term? Uh, it's like backseat driving or Monday morning quarterbacking. It's like, well, here's here's what you should have done. It's like you have no fucking clue what's going on, do you? So sorry, sorry. No, no, no. It, it, it's absolutely <laughs> correct. And 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 here's the thing: is like he's like I got a purple heart because a veteran gave it to me. I always wanted one of these. It's like. Like I could, I just sat there and I'm like, there are, there's no veteran on the face of the planet who wants, who ever wanted a purple heart. It's like, yeah, shoot me so I could get a fucking medal. Really? Like what the fuck is wrong with you? So, so real quick, real quick. So you know how, um, the, 
the public perception of millennials is you got a gold star for showing up <laughs> that in, in, in like, and I guess this gets into some of the other, uh, the other kind of popular, uh, discourse that's going on right now about like uh calling all of these liberals snowflakes and shit like that and it's like <laughs> like people who are overly sensitive about whatever and it's like you realize that your president has a fucking hissy fit every other day about something it's not every other day it's every day well, yeah like, it's every day it's he every just day. did you 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 read what happened with his uh like the the first judge, I can't I can't think of the names. Like I I remember so many names, but there's only so many I can ke- keep in my head. The first judge said nope. Uh, and we're right? talking by the immigration ban, right? Uh huh. So yeah. he he what he did is he is he took it to the appeals court. He's just like I'll see you in court. Oh. And, and, and it's like and he, he got realized that a, ju- a judge just said no, you're full of shit. And the appeals court is going to be three judges who are who who actually, as of today, have just said that he's full of shit. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's like, and then boom, Hillary Clinton. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not a HRC fan, but her tweet was just simply three dash zero. And I was like, oh, get it. <laughs> and it, it because it is so perfect. Like that's it. Like and, and here's the thing: is like we do have a government that. For checks and balances, we have an executive branch, we have a legislative branch, and we have a judicial branch. And all three are supposed to work independently of each other. You know, I mean, there is some cross-working through there, and and we're supposed to, you know, run the government that way. And it's supposed to be like, you know, those three have to be working independently to work together. And he's sitting there calling a federal judge a freaking not a real judge. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like you're questioning our judicial system. Like you really just don't want this to work. And any judge who even heard that, like that is going to automatically be like, Nope, you're done. Period. You, you want to question our legitimacy. We've been doing this our whole lives. What the fuck is wrong with you? And they, and he was expecting them to be like, Oh no, we agree with Donald Trump. Not even his Supreme court nominee agrees with him on this. And it's just like, his <laughs> Supreme Court nominee is not like somebody I I like endorse. You know, he's not mm-hmm. somebody. He's conservative. I mean, even in his, I I I I thank my wife and my faith and my God. It is like okay, right? So real quick, real quick. Um, kind of want to shift gears just a little bit. Um, I was reading yesterday about the amazing things that have been happening in Indiana ever since Mike Pence left office. Apparently, the Indiana legislature is moving very quickly to repeal a whole bunch of shit that he he pushed for in office, uh, mm-hmm. as well as they're pushing through a bunch of... Uh, a bunch of legislation that he was going to veto had it got to his desk. And, like... I mean, I don't know what any of the specifics are of this. Uh, I was reading it on the Courier Press um, website. Uh, Courier Press is the newspaper in our hometown uh, back back in Indiana. And, um, like, I, it was different things on business, but also trying to have stricter environmental regulations, um, like stricter state regulations than there are federal regulations. Um, and... The okay, so the Republicans have super majorities, which I guess is over sixty six percent in both uh, the state Senate and the state 
legislature in Indiana. And in both of these houses of the Indiana state legislature, they are fast tracking all of this stuff to undo things that Mike Pence had done while he was in, in, uh, in the governor, in the, the gubernatorial, whatever position. Yeah. In the, in the governorship. And I find this stuff fascinating and hilarious because you don't see stuff like this happen very often. Like where mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, okay. We got him out. Okay. Go, 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 go. Yeah. And like, well, Mike Pence is, 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 is a fucking wacko. Like realistically, like, um, he's one of the final remnants of like the tea party surge. And yeah. I do say that. And that's what's, that's, I think what, if, if you really work this out, it's the tea party surge. That's just really been bending over America and fucking them in the ass. And Donald Trump is like the pinnacle of the Tea Party surge. Yeah. It's the Tea Partiers and people who supported things like the Tea Party that really got the ball rolling. And it it didn't it didn't hurt, hurt um, Donald Trump that he did, did the whole white racist rhetoric, you know, to get in like groups that typically don't vote because they're like, oh well, fuck, we're going to get screwed in either way. And so you had the KKK people and the neo Nazis and the the closet racists come out of fucking woodwork just to vote for him you know like it was just enough to put it over that margin and like again donald trump didn't win the popular vote he just won the particular states so i mean you know like that's that's as someone who uh who plays a lot of uh like little board games and stuff like that with his wife uh i at this point in my life pay more attention to the nuance of the rules and like like Okay, well, maybe this might be a little bit shitty that I'm playing the game in this sort of way, but I'm playing for the fucking points. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's exactly what, what Trump did. But, okay, so what I was going to say is, in defense of the Tea Party, these are words that you're not going to hear me say very often. In defense uh... of the Tea Party, uh, over the last generation, really like 30 years, um, a lot of middle America has been hit really hard economically. And, you know, uh-huh. 2008 didn't help. Uh, it just exacerbated the whole fucking situation by a, a, a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, our dad is a good sign of that. And our hometown <laughs> yeah. is a good sign of that. Um, mm-hmm. And I understand the frustration that a lot of people are have had, and especially because popular culture has taken such a shift in the last 10 years of all things. Uh, 15 years. Well, my years kind of bleed together. Whenever I say 10 years, I really mean only 15. Um <laughs> but in the last uh, 15 years or so, where, well, okay, so whenever I was growing up in the late 80s and throughout the 90s, uh, while, while I was in school, there was uh, a narrative, a cultural narrative about the United States being a melting pot of cultures and uh, of people, uh-huh. and uh, you, 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 if you didn't support the idea of uh, black rights or, I guess, African-American rights, whatever the correct term is today, um if you didn't support the those people's rights and say yes they deserve the rights the same as white people then you were an asshole and yeah. there's some groups today that aren't being called out for being assholes for not f- feeling that way uh in the last 15 years or so we saw the big surge in um the alternate uh sexualities that you know the non-straight sexualities whether it be uh bi gay trans all of that sort of stuff and what what middle America has seen is they've seen a, a very fast change over the last 30 years from um, the 
the understood white male leadership, the white male majority, Christian background, all of that, from that being kind of what they thought America is in America, quote unquote, um, the United States of America, what they culturally thought that we were. They've seen this shift, this massive shift, and it's on a popular culture level. It's on a political level where we have, we do have a lot of immigrants from places like Central America and Mexico, uh, and uh, the Hispanic population is going to be the largest um, minority in the next 20 years. Uh, it's going to very much overtake blacks. Uh, <clears throat> and over the next 30 years or so, the uh, white population will no longer be the majority. It'll, it will be, it'll be the largest of the minorities, but no one will have over 50% anymore um, in, within, within our country. And like, I understand that that can scare a lot of fucking people. And where they can go, the world is changing in such a way that I was not prepared for, in such a way that um, I feel like something has been taken away from me. And that's exactly what the, the Trump campaign preyed upon, of saying, you know what, there was this world that you felt you had a generation ago, and we want to give that back to you. It's not, the world is fucking changing because the world fucking changes. Like, we have iPhones now. 30 years ago, you, I was using a fucking landline with a cord, mm -hmm. like, like with a 25-foot fucking spirally cord, like, to go... Uh, just like, a real yeah, quick interjection. Anyway. That's exactly why we have to be progressive, is because things change. We need to be able to <laughs> surf with those changes. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, that's that's what drives me crazy. We can't be conservative because the world is we're, the world is outgrowing us. And so we have to move with the world. But anyway, I digress. Yeah, no, 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 no. And you're absolutely right with that. Um, and I mean, I guess the the case that I want to try, would love to try to make to people who are of the uh, conservative mindset or the Tea Party mindset um, that that being a progressive, uh, like I, because you know I, I enjoy that term. It means you know you're looking at progress. You want to you want tomorrow to be better than today, and you want the next day to be better than tomorrow. Um, that you can be, uh, you can have a conservative mindset of saying, you know what, I don't think that. Well, I I think that maybe we shouldn't be charged so much in taxes. Maybe our government is larger than what we really feel it should be. Um, and maybe it's more controlling, maybe it's more, more invasive than I would like it to be. I understand that. And that's, I think that's a fine perspective to have, but bring solutions to the table and, uh, make sure that your solutions don't remove the rights or protections that we put out there for p other people other than you. Like for instance, if you want to gut the EPA, keep in mind that you will have polluted water. People will be hurt by this. And so, okay, well, how do you reduce the size of an organization like the EPA to smaller than it already is without drastically damaging the environment or damaging people, uh, hurting their, their quality of living? Okay, so let's, let's come up with solutions for these things. It, and I think, I think that uh, having a conservative mindset and being a progressive, though, these things can work together. You, you have to have that mindset of, okay, well, here's what I want, but how do we get there? And how, but how do we make things better? You don't make things better by rolling back on regulations. You don't make things better by rolling back on, uh, on other people's rights who don't look like you. 
or don't mm -hmm. say the same words that you do or who who have a different faith system because that's just not the way the fucking world works uh so i mean again in defense of the tea party i think that their frustration is valid mm -hmm. um but it was but their frustration was misused and misappropriated within this election cycle and that's one reason why we have the big fucking mess that we have right now um like i mean how do we get out of it uh we we just need to say okay well hey middle america or people that are fall within the dwindling middle class that uh come to find out are like in in the tea party and in this sort of uh the the demographics of this type of frustration people are predominantly white <clears throat> come to find out they're uneducated and they live in states that are uh, predominantly republican controlled where they want to mm -hmm. gut taxes and they want to provide protections to all sorts of different companies and businesses but there aren't very many companies or businesses. They're not doing anything to grow the economy so that people have money so that people uh, can do more with life. And one thing that I find really, really interesting and interesting in the, well, that's really sad sort of way, is we we have people that they keep talking about gutting the education system. And it really frustrates me because, okay, the one reason why our economy is not doing as well as we would like it to do is because we don't have people that have the skill sets that we need. Like, like automation is about like I I work in uh, in a, a field that automation is very very heavy in. And again, we don't talk about the companies we work for. Um, but I work in uh, in a uh, in a in a field in an industry that automation is taking over, and we will see the loss of jobs. But but those jobs are low skill jobs, low skill, low paying. So how do you get the the higher skill, higher paying jobs? Well, you have to have the education to do so. You got to go get the certificates that say that you know how to be a machine operator, that you know how to program uh, robots to do different things, to put together iPhones or put together cars or put together refrigerators or whatever. Like people need better education to get those jobs. And why do we have so many immigrants coming to the United States? Well, most of them, the vast majority of people that immigrate to the United States aren't refugees. They're people with like high-end educations that are high, highly skilled that are going to come in and be software programmers or engineers or whatever. And mm -hmm. so like in the case of our father, who is an engineer, yeah, he might lose out on a position to someone from India who has a more, I don't want to say a better education, but a more um, timely, a more current version of that education. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're 60 years old, you're, you, you, you're going to miss out on things that 25-year-olds are coming out of school that know how to do. Like, well, his, one of his chief complaints, one of his chief complaints, and this isn't to, to advocate or defend our father, because our father, he used to be centristy. Um, a long time ago, but as of like 2008, uh, what happened is uh, the economy crashed. He lost his job, um, and he's been finding shit work since. And in the time that he's not working, because he spent nearly what was it, two years, yeah, um, out of work. Best, yeah. yeah it, and and what what did he do to occupy his time? He watched Fox News and reprogrammed himself. Well, so he okay, so 
the the position that he had with his previous long-term company where he was at for 20 years uh that position folded in december of 2011 and the what he told me at the time whenever i was living in chicago and i was on the on the train platform about to take a train to head to work <clears throat> and he called me and told me that uh, he'd been laid off um the reason that he told me at that point was that they were moving most of their operations to South Carolina or to North Carolina or wherever Carolina is yeah. over on the East coast. Um, they were moving them 800 miles away and they said, you can keep your job, but you got to move. And he said, I'm not willing to do that. And they're like, all right, well, here's your severance package and we're done. Mm -hmm. Um, and he had flown out there to their new facility on several occasions, helping them set it up and figure out all the stuff. But I guess he, he always thought that they would have an office in the tri-state area. Uh, and, you know, it, and it just didn't happen. And then later, uh, he told me about how he found out some additional information that it may have been the good old boys club that lost him his job. In, in, in places like Indiana, the good old boys club is alive and well. Um mm -hmm. Where his, at that point, well, at that time, previous to the layoff, uh, his CEO had started messing around with a woman who lived on his block where our dad lives and had thought that our dad had seen him and wanted to get him out of the company before our dad had a chance to tell the CEO's wife. And he only found this out after the layoff, and he found it out from the CEO's newly, uh, well, new ex-wife, because they had, they had broken up because she found out that he was cheating on him. Well, cheating on her. So, like, and he, he told me about this uh, a while back whenever I was in town visiting. And, I mean, the business, like, it, a lot of times whenever things happen, um, there are business reasons for things happening, but sometimes there's the unspoken reasons. So, I mean, I take, I take all of it with a grain of salt. And maybe it's him just being salty about being laid off and feeling pretty shitty about it. Um, but he did say that he was working. He had got a, uh, <clears throat> a like, a, I guess, a full-time job, you know, that those two years later. Uh, in, like, 2014, he had gotten a full-time job that he was doing network admin stuff uh, and helping in do installations at different spots. And he was on a job site, and someone who was friends with his former CEO had recognized him on the job site and told the job manager to get him off the site and to fire him or they were going to cancel the cancel the uh, contract because he was even there and he, like and, and again this this might be our dad just being salty about stuff but you know it it's shitty it is shitty that things like that could happen and it it's shitty that the good old boys club is alive and well in Evansville Indiana uh, or in the the Ohio Valley tri-state area, you know, it it's it's shitty that those things happen. Um, and like, for instance, I live out here in the Bay Area, and I have a hundred mile door to door commute to get to work every day, and it's because of the cost of rent. I would love to live five miles away from my office like I used to, but whenever rent goes up from eighteen hundred to twenty four twenty five hundred dollars a month, you just you're like, you can go fuck yourself, and then you go and find a place that's going to have the rent that you can afford. Um, and what is the solution to my to my, my problem with that is I could move to a different part of the country that uh, will hopefully pay as – and that's the un, uncertain thing is hopefully pay as well as I'm getting paid now. 
They'll have a cheaper amount of rent that'll have a, a, a shorter commute. And, but then I also have to worry about the same thing for my wife. And she needs to, we need to make sure that we can find uh, a place that she can work as well, that she enjoys as much as she enjoys her current company, that pays her as well as she's being paid now, proportionally to the amount of expenses that we have due to rent and gas and things like that. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I get it. I understand the uncertainties. I understand the frustration that, that these people who, like our father, have, have been going through over the last 10 years. But at the same time, you know, I, I, okay, I guess I guess I understand the, and this is me processing it as I'm saying this. I, I understand that they were just like, you know what, fuck it, burn it all down because it, it can't be any worse than what it already is for me. Mm -hmm. I, I get that, but then it turns back into like what we were saying uh, at the start is, you know, whenever you you take action that is going to injure someone else. It's like by if you burn down the government, you're going to hurt people doing so. Instead, how do you find ways of changing things for the better? How do you work with get all the parties to the table and say, okay, what are our, are our goals? Okay, you have this problem, you have this problem, you have this problem. Okay, what uh, compromises can we make to to get this to happen? And this is this is the tradition of our actual federal system. You know, this is what happened in the late 1700s uh, after the uh, after the Revolutionary War, and like we had the Articles of Confederation, and then that didn't fucking work out, and then we actually had the real Constitution that we have today. That yeah. was a lot of it was based on compromise, and so yeah. that's what we need to start doing again. Mm -hmm. So no, I, 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 get I absolutely it. I get agree. It. I just I'm. I, I think, think I think, I think one good step in the in the in the right direction is just <laughs> you know if it like I'm not being an advocate for Donald Trump, but one thing that I think that's that a lot of people look for that he said that he's not delivering on is hey let's run this like a business. Well, whenever you have a business, you have business plans and you tell people. You know, this is this is this is A, B, and C, and it's going to cost you, you know, X, Y, and Z. You don't and... you don't think that his campaign promises were his business plans because he's been <laughs> enacting those pretty fucking quick, and he's saying, okay, well, I said this, and then he does it, and people are surprised. Like, well, here's the thing: is 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 there? Is there and where I'm going with this is he's not given numbers. Like for example, um, <clears throat> you know, um, the cost of of insurance and how much you're going to pay for this and that and the other thing, or the cost of taxes, like uh, how much does this this healthcare plan cost? How much does the absence of that healthcare plan cost? How much is the alternative? You know, what's going to help you? What's going to hurt you? How can you get the best coverage? How can you get the worst coverage? Mm -hmm. This is going to help you X, Y, and Z. This is going to help you A, B, and C. This is going to help you um, M, N, and O. I don't know. I'm thinking of random yeah, letters, yeah. but you know, like if if they would say, "Look, you know, this is this is how much universal health care will cost you. It will cost you, on average, fifty dollars more in taxes, uh, a, a, um, a month for the rest of your life, right?" And most people are like, "Well, that's astronomical," and they would be right. You know, the average individual income, um, as far as the last thing I remember saying is this is individual, not married, not combined incomes, mm -hmm. $36,600. That was the last figure I can remember. Um, you know, $50 is a lot, 
per month. That's $600 a year, you know? But if you think about it, what are the average medical costs with insurance? And mm-hmm. that's whether you get private insurance or I- insurance through insurance gov I don't know whatever yeah you know how much you know where the where it's 80 20 and stuff like that and if you do the math that six hundred dollars is severely is severely dwarfed you know and then all of a sudden all of your medical bills are paid no matter if you have to go in for a fucking band-aid or fucking triple bypass surgery mm-hmm. it's still gonna be fifty dollars a month and that, that's it it's, it's all you'll have to do ever. And it's not like you have to write a check every month. This is just money that you won't get back on, say, your tax returns. You know? Like, no fucking big deal. Like, it's seriously, like, I don't know how much how many medical bills you and your, your wife accrue, but I'm, but, <laughs> like. I would, I would, um, I would, I would be okay with paying the $50 a month versus paying how exactly. much we have to, we've paid over the last two it, years. And if you presented yeah. that to both the Democrats and the Republicans, liberals and conservatives, progressives and Tea Party, whatever, you know, if you put those figures out there and say, whoa, these are hardcore facts, like, you can't argue with them. And I know there's a problem with alternative facts right now, but that being said, and that aside, you know, people have some a pamphlet to look at. This is what's going on now. Put yourself in this position. Or imagine yourself here or imagine yourself there. Where would you rather be? Which is more cost effective for you as a citizen, uh, you as 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 a, a husband, you as a wife, you as a uh, as a dependent, you as um, you know whatever you know? Well, this which one is the best for you? And here's the thing: is if that information was actually a solid set of information that was produced on paper and given out as a pamphlet, that's got like. This is on the gov sites. These are on the research sites. These are on the science and accounting sites and stuff like this. All the information agrees. Here's your pamphlet. These are the facts. What do you want? And I can guarantee you that overwhelmingly the best the best uh, the best plan is universal health care. How do I know this? It, it, not because I have the numbers, but let's face it. Every modern country in the world outside the United States, including but not limited to Cuba, has universal health care. And it works. And people are fucking – it saves shitloads of money. Like I spend on average for medical bills probably two to $4,000 a year since I've heard 35. Mm-hmm. Let's face it, $600 versus several thousand dollars. Yeah, I'll I'll take the fucking six hundred dollars any day. Well, real quick, I just did I just did the math on um, on the fifty dollars a month figure that that ends up with our current population of three hundred twenty five. Let's assume that every individual pays the fifty dollars a month. If you've got five kids, you're paying two hundred fifty bucks plus you and if you have a spouse, Um, whatever. Let's assume that every individual has to have. $50 $50 in every month. So $600 a year per individual across the board. That's 200 billion with a B billion dollars a year that goes into that fund. So I, this turns into a very easy math equation. We say, okay, how much money is spent um, by the American public on uh, healthcare? Reactionary healthcare, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how much is spent annually? Okay, well, divvy that up. How much? How much do you, should you take out of everyone's paycheck? 
and it just says, okay, well, hundred bucks a month, let's double the number, hundred dollars a month per individual. It's fifty dollars a paycheck if you get paid every other week. Fifty dollars a paycheck, I mean maybe I make enough money that fifty dollars every two weeks or hundred dollars a month really isn't that much money to me. Um but, you know, whatever. Uh let's assume that hundred dollars a month per individual, four hundred billion dollars a year. That's half, a half a trillion. Half a trillion nearly or, or almost half a trillion dollars a year. I mean okay, fuck it. Let's 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 up the amount. $125 a month. There's your your uh half a trillion dollars a year. Half a trillion dollars a year that that goes into this fund that if it's not used gains interest because that's how banking works. And then okay, great. Everyone's got health care. How how big is that industry? How big is the insurance industry? How big is the medical industry that you could say, okay, well, here's the American public willing to pay a half a trillion dollars a year, $500 billion a year to this fund so that, you know, if I've got some sort of weird pain in my chest, I can just go into a clinic and be like, let's get this shit checked out. I paid my 125 bucks this month. You know, like, how big do these industries have to be? And... Yes, we can we could work it out. <coughs> Excuse me. We could work it out to where it it falls into a, ta- a like a sliding scale tax sort of thing that if you make uh $250,000 a year or more, you're going to get pay- you're going to have $250 pulled out versus people mm-hmm. who make uh less than $50,000 a year where they get zero taken out. Mm-hmm. Like you 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 find the math and it works just mm-hmm. like taxes does. Mm-hmm. And I mean I think so there are there are people that are of more of the conservative mindset that say you know what fuck that I don't want my $125 a month going towards uh some poor person living in a ghetto in wherever and who cares what that person looks like who cares what their religion is I don't want my I don't want my money going towards some other person it's like well it, do you care about people being alive it, it, see that's that's a that's a misnomer. That's a misnomer because here's the thing: is you're really putting that money in, back for yourself, and you're paying a lot less money than you would pay otherwise. Oh, exactly. This is that, this is what it, I'm getting. You know? at. Yeah, yeah, and, and and so you need to you need to do, make sure that that that's known as a misnomer. You're not paying. For, I mean, you are, but you're not. You're paying for it for yourself, not for you know some random dude that in like Alabama. You know, like you're not, you're, it's not really, you know, you're paying for this for yourself, but you're not only just paying it for yourself, you're paying it for your community, state, nation, and so on, you know, and it's just like, this stuff works. And the only p- real pushback against the numbers is quality of healthcare. Let's face it. The only, the only industry, the only industry that, that, that is potentially uh, going to get wrecked from this isn't the hospitals, isn't the clinics, isn't the medical device manufacturers, isn't the pharmaceuticals, it's the insurance companies. That's it. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing is uh, most of those employees are going to find jobs in government health care at that point. Like it, they're, they're, the jobs are almost all directly translatable. Like you can move them like equivocally and they have a government juicy government job where the fuck is the problem you know well, the only first people who really are going to get hurt are the ceos and corporate executives to insurance companies and it's just like well, it blows my fucking mind well so but what what about what about all of the people that want a smaller government that want less less government employees that it's like <laughs> it's jobs 
Like it's it's translation translating a job from one sector to another. No big deal. Uh, they get benefits. Um, and like we could we could and this is here. Let's put on the progressive hat. Okay, well if we're gonna do that, how can we make this? Uh, a, how can we make it more efficient? How can we employ less people doing that? And then how do we grow and create more job more jobs so that there is the need for people to be translated out of whatever sort of company into a different company. Like mm-hmm. when, when we talk about uh, certain skill sets and stuff like that, like especially in manufacturing, then yes, uh, skills translate from one industry to another. Um, I, I guess industry maybe like I, I if you're, if you're building cars, you can probably translate a lot of those skills to building refrigerators so here we're gonna move stuff from one spot to another um so is it people sitting behind desks at insurance companies how what what could you translate those jobs into from one thing to another well get people out of the fucking service industry for one and from like uh what there was a meme that i i reference all the time uh that was that it's this uh make Trump, well make America great again uh hat wearing guy that's you know my first my like when I was a kid, my first job was pumping gas and and he's like standing there pumping his own gas, and then they got rid of got rid of them things made everything self service and then I got a job as a bank teller and then then they came out with a t m s and and it's all these steps of automation and of self reliance as opposed to service industry stuff. And so, and that's exactly what's happening across the entire manufacturing industry in our country and globally, really. Um, there was a statistic, uh, there was a factory in China that just recently fully automated and they cut their workforce by like 40 or 60% by automating. And, but then they saw a 80% or no, 250%, uh, increase in production so two and a half fold and then an 80 percent reduction in um mistakes being made or like production Mm -hmm. errors and stuff like that which is all these numbers are huge this is a great productivity uh increase and yeah sure you you lost half your workforce to do that but you gained five times the productivity and so okay well those people that lost their jobs let's find alternative jobs for them to do something as well um but then we also have to figure out, you know, are we going to still be a consumer economy? Are we going to still buy fucking plastic ladles that get shipped in from China? Like, they get shipped in by the fucking billions, and not everyone buys a fucking plastic ladle. A ladle is a soup spoon thing that you take inside of a pot <laughs> and put into a bowl for those people that don't know what I'm talking about. Um, but, you know, we, like, so the question is, is what... What type of jobs and industries do we want people to spend time doing? Uh, do we want people to go out and pick fruit? Well, we could probably at some point design robots to do that. But at the same time, you know, here in the U.S., immigrants are doing a lot of that because fucking Billy Joe Bob, who's sitting on his fucking couch bitching about how he lost his bank job as, an, uh, as a teller, he doesn't want to go and fucking pick fruit. He wants to sit behind a desk all day and, and get fat and happy. Like they don't like. There's so many people that don't want to actually do real jobs. They don't want to do real work. And I think that's something that we need to kind of discover or work on is finding fulfilling things for people to spend their time doing that is actually going to 
fit some sort of need for us as a species and as a culture. So here, here's the question. Are we going to, should we, should we start transitioning to figure out how are we going to become multiplanetary? I'm just big pie in the sky sort of dream, you know, should people get more science, uh, education so that we can have better engineers or, or engineering education so we have better better engineers so we can rebuild infrastructure so that we can uh have instead of having an interstate highway system that goes uh coast to coast we have the hyperloop system so it's a bunch of pods and vacuum tubes that get shot at 700 miles an hour from state to state you know are these sorts of things that we should start transitioning our workforce to being able to do. And then once we've accomplished those goals, what are the next goals? Uh, do we start figuring out how to uh, terraform and start shipping millions of people to Mars to start learning how to terraform? Do we come, Do we start building space stations and get people used to living in zero gravity? Yeah, uh, notice I have all of my dreams out there, what I see the future that could be. Uh, but, you know, where do we start making those changes and say, you know what, building toasters by the fucking billion isn't really what we need to be doing as a species. Let's let's get our priorities straight and find ways to uh, to make a better world for. Like, and I don't know what that world looks like. Like, I I, I want to be clear about that. I I mean, I consider myself a little bit of a futurist, and I want to see you know technology progress, and I want to see us with better, cooler shit. Not necessarily flying cl flying cars and uh, full three course meals in pill form, but you know, like let's move in that direction of of Star Trek. Uh, you know what? I think I need those those full course meals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Um, uh, but no, but uh, so I guess no. But I, I, I get what you mean uh, by the futurist stuff. Um. You know, and I would just like to see it progress. And here's the thing is, is it's just one step at a time, but we have to continually strive to be a little bit better. You know, like you said, don't regress, don't regress. Like status quo, I'm not happy with, but it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm far happier with that than any form of regression. Like this whole, get rid of the department of education, get rid of the EPA, get rid of department of environmental. Um, <laughs> Did someone say that? The Department of Environmental. That, that, that's what. That's a direct quote from our president of the United States. Fucking idiot! <laughs> oh my god! Uh, we, we we have a new Department of Cyber, and uh, they're gonna be they're gonna make it really great. They're gonna it's gonna be really great. Make okay. America great. I, yeah, I can't I can't do that that uh, that bougie New York accent to. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, if I were to try to do a New York accent, it would be more of like a street New York accent, not the. The bougie, like I have a gold elevator accent, but yeah, just fuck that guy. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! But no, like, like we shouldn't regress. Like, I think that's a huge problem. Like, we have things pretty good. They could be better. Um, like for example, Obamacare. I'm not particularly a fan of. Like, I just don't like the idea of of uh, this this being insurance stuff and them playing around with the fucking numbers like it's it's goofy you know and it's just making people rich off of the misery of others is yeah. really what it is well that you know hi welcome to the united states yeah that, no, that's right? what that's what a lot of our our country is at this point which is and, which i think is pro one of the bigger yeah. problems no no absolutely and and here's the thing like is like healthcare is so readily available everywhere and like 
modernized nations, you know? Mm-hmm. And 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 here's the thing, is like I mean, look around. How many how many hospitals, how many clinics are within a five mile radius of you right now? And I'm guaranteed. I almost can guarantee it's more than one. Yeah, a few. You know, yeah, you know. And so it's 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 no longer something that's a luxury item. It is, it is it is something that it goes into the whole life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness thing. It is it's the life so part. <laughs> it needs to be a right. Yeah. You know, people shouldn't die because they can't afford to get. I don't know, a shot. Yeah. You know, like it, it's stupid, you know, it should be a right. And the government should make it a right and make an agency that, that fucking handles it, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's so many good ideas on how to do our, 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 uh, universal healthcare that is ridiculous. And some of them, it, it, like some of these ideas would blow out the, the it blow the other modern countries healthcare systems out of the water you know yeah and 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 in many respects anyway and that's what we should be striving towards to make america great that's what we need to be is better than the other people put together systems that support our people better than everything else um our current system is okayish at best but what we had 30 years ago was horrible and it's getting better but we have to make those steps up get coming around full circle there yeah but well, what is it like two steps forward one step back two steps forward one step back which that sucks but i mean uh, there's a lot of argument to be said that year by year things are slowly getting better but i i guess it's like because of the sort of culture that i uh am attracted to and i i know you share a lot of this that you know we see what good could actually happen if if we just put some steam behind it and said okay well here's the goal here's where we want to be and if people quit fucking arguing about stuff and just said okay well let's all agree on where we want to be in 20 years or where we want to be in 50 years and let's go for it and if you there are so many people that just want to want to trip that whole process up but if everyone actually fucking got together and said let's do it then there, there is definitely something really, really amazing that could end up happening, but we just got to get there. Uh, we have to, we have to come to consensus that that there is a specific goal that we need to to work towards. So, so um, to kind of finish off your thought here, you know, we are great, and we get greater every day. Our pace might slow down. But think about it like this, in, 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 the, in the full picture kind of thing. How ecstatic do you think that Martin Luther King Jr. would be today knowing that we had a black president for eight years scandal-free? I think, well, I mean... That would be... I'm, I'm just... He would, it would give him fucking chills, I'm sure. I, I'm, well, I'm sure that that would be... He would probably think that 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 was amazing and that we had reached a certain point of, uh, of oneness mm-hmm. with each other, uh, to be able to achieve that. I mean, personally, let, uh, like, I mean, how can I, how can that would I say be this? his precipice is yeah. what I think it would be. So what, what is our precipice, you know, and each, each day that passes, each month that passes, each year that passes, I would just be happy. We, to have, we see more into the distance. I, you would, know? I would love, love it if we just had, you know, like, like just talking about the presidency administration after administration that just didn't have any fucking scandals. Like, God, get it over with. 
like just quit fucking around and like the 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 presidents that tend to not have scandals or not have some sort of big drama going on with them uh are the ones that aren't i think they're not as remembered because there wasn't an additional amount of attention on it um but i think that that each presidency has a certain legacy like what is the legacy going to be of donald j trump well we're already looking at three weeks of it yeah, if if this is going to go on for another two hundred weeks or ish, another two hundred ish weeks, then it's it's going to be painful. And he, what he so the most important thing to that man is his brand and his is his name, and he doesn't realize he's burning it to the fucking ground right now. And, yeah, and, and that's because he's surrounded himself by people who aren't going to tell him. Oh, yeah, yeah everything just smells yeah, like yeah, flowers, and, yeah, and yeah, people yeah. around him are like, it really smells like shit. Yeah, exactly. You know? So and I don't know. So he could he could, he could do better, and for sure. <laughs> and maybe one of these day, maybe it'll take an enema fucking to flush out that asshole. But you know, like <laughs> he he could the like he, one somebody could say that he's he's he could he could, he he couldn't do worse. And the truth is, is every day we're seeing how much worse he can fucking yeah. make it. It's like. Ooh, <laughs> okay, buddy. Like, like I, I think your ticker just ticked down. Anyway, yeah. um, my timer just went off. That means that we need to probably wrap, wrap it this up. up. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks for um, actually taking some time and uh, chatting about this stuff. And you know, like I said, back in December, if you want to get together and do this about once a month, I am totally down. We can. Here's what's happened in the last three or four weeks. <laughs> oh my god. But uh, yeah, we didn't even talk about anything really personal. Like we, we touched upon a few things, but nothing. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, I mean, there's there, there's been there's been a lot going on. And originally, I wanted to try to chat with you on the 21st of January, like after the inauguration. How do you feel about these things? What's been going on over the last few weeks? And then it's just like one, like my list. I have I have this list right right in front of me right now. One thing after another, hissy fit after hissy fit about fuck all, <laughs> and it's just like okay, well I guess we have more to talk about. Yeah. Um, yep. All right. Well, let's uh, um, let's try to do this again in the next few weeks, and uh, if anyone out there who is listening has feedback or wants to to get on Twitter and argue with me about stuff, then feel free. Um, I'm totally down to uh, to go toe to toe. And if people want to, okay, so that's another thing. You have not been uh, posting on your progressive veteran blog no, since you got knocked things, down so. a couple notches by someone in your office for recording in your office, which was a boneheaded move, if you ask me. It uh, was boneheaded. But um, yeah, if, if if you if you need help with uh, feedback on on how you can set up your your house to have like a little filming thing where you can sit around and talk about stuff, I'm more than happy to help you out with this. The only I, I thing I'm missing right now is um, is a, a video card that'll connect right to my camera. That's it. That'll do um, like you do the DVI out out of the camera into your computer. That's it. Well, That's all I'm missing. What's what sort of camera do you have? Uh, it's uh, it's a, camera. a camcorder. Okay. Uh, does it take <laughs> um, a does it take a tape or does it have a memory card or what? It's a memory card. Like I could pre-record it, load it up to my machine, edit it. But that's not that. what I'm. My podcasts are going to be video casts. That's yeah, I get that. the point that I want. So, so well, yeah, well, I need to have it, it work as a webcam, and the only way I could do that was with a, a card. So you want to have live video? Yes. Why? 
I mean, this is getting into the weeds and people don't want to necessarily listen to this, but uh, in my experience, being able to go through, record video, trim it, make it into the package that you want other people to see, that's a lot of times it's kind of the better way to do it. And you can do it like you record for 20 minutes, you trim it down to a 10 minute sort of thing, and then you put it out an hour later after you're done editing. You can have timely stuff with that, but anyway, we, we can talk about this stuff offline. It's the same thing as a live podcast. Okay. And, and like a lot of people have live podcasts. I just want a live video cast because like, it's one thing to hear something and another, another thing to see people reacting to it. Which is why you asked me to be on video today while we're recording this, huh? (laughs) Yeah. I I see. (laughs) I see. Yeah. I I don't, I usually don't do the video stuff whenever I'm uh, chatting with people on this. So. No, no big deal. Just let you know, I have been privately live streaming our entire um, podcast. <laughs> privately. I'm going to have to have a talk with you in a little bit. All right. Okay, well. No, um, you, you'll, you'll appreciate it at a later point in time. Right now, you're probably a little irked. I, I know. But... Uh, I go through and I, I trim some stuff out and I edit things down a little bit. So, no big deal. Don't worry. Right. This, isn't, this isn't to your audience and this is to a very limited audience. I wanted to see how well, I can do a a, a a live cast, a video cast. Okay. And I think I've had two viewers. No. Hmm. For, so, um, is this it, on like Facebook said, Live or what? No, this is actually uh, YouTube Live, but oh, it's unlisted. Man. You had to have the link to access it. I gave a few activists. Okay. It, um, by the way, you've got a lot of compliments. Somebody said, your brother reminds me of the guy from the Humanist Report. Slightly in his hosting style. It's a good thing. No. Well, so, hi, people. I don't know any of these things because I'm not politically <laughs> active like that guy is. Uh, I just have my my own little blog and my own little podcast where I talk about shit that just makes me happy. Oh, so speaking of all this, um, because if any of your friends want to want to see uh, read any of this stuff, I'm starting a, a blog on Faraday.com uh, or WilliamFaraday.com is the same site. Um. I'm starting a blog on there that is hidden for most people, uh, and I'm going to be tweeting this out. Uh, the tweet will go out in about 14 minutes. Um, I have everything scheduled to, to hit at noon. Uh, but I'm starting a, a blog within my site called Resist, and the idea behind it is it like I'm very much inspired by the whole resistance movement that's going on right now. And over the last decade or so, I've been trying to pay attention to um, kind of the... We're, uh, so the first blog post goes up at noon, and it kind of outlines where my mind's my mindset is on all of this. That uh, there, we live in a in such a world that things like surveillance are very real things to think about, um, and things that we say online could be being recorded somewhere. I mean, it's being recorded on my computer, and it's going out to your thing, but uh, it could be going into a database somewhere, and artificial intelligence could be parsing that for certain keywords and phrases and and whatnot. Uh, and these are very t- today. These are very real considerations that we need to to make. Uh, and whether or not um, certain things that we publicly say or places where we are could come to bite us in the ass. Uh, and the resistance movement that's happening right now, I don't want to see it come back to bite a lot of people in the ass. Um, but you know, if we look at how our dystopian literature over the last two generations has been going, you know, it could. Uh, a lot of people are inspired, not not terrified by, but inspired by 1984. Uh, so 
it, these are things to, to, to worry about a little bit. Um, but so in the resist blog, what I want to do is go through and things that I discover through talking to friends of mine who are in infosec and security ops, um, people who go to shit like DEF CON every year, uh, talking to them about, uh, different methods of staying safe online, but also ways of staying safe as an activist and by, uh, creating certain levels levels of anonymity when it comes to being an activist because and i didn't go through this on this uh first blog post but it's something i want to get into that one of the safest ways of being an activist is being anonymous and i don't mean being that group called anonymous we are legion or anything like that but not having actions linked to you as an individual it, it does create a certain level of security and a little uh a level a level of um insulation from what is going on uh people use this on fucking twitter every day that's why you have all the the new eggs with the random characters as a username you know saying all this racist shit and calling people out and and being t terrible to each other so it does work both ways uh, but i want to go through and talk about different ways of staying safe online um and also different ways of kind of fighting back uh, against the sort of surveillance state that we find ourselves in uh, I have, I found some really cool studies that have been done on facial recognition software, like the artificial intelligence that runs in the back end on security cameras that say, this is this, who this person is. Uh, this is who this person is. This is a person, um, like, you know, security cameras that are run by the police in whatever sort of metropolitan areas like London and shit like that. And there are actually ways and things that we as individuals can do to, fuck up those algorithms to where it can't figure out who we are and it doesn't even recognize us as people show so, your teeth yeah um so uh there, there's some really cool stuff that i've been reading on that and i want to put some blog posts together on it um so and i mean me putting this information out there in like it goes against some of the stuff that i'm going to be talking about but i think that sharing the information so that it's kind of for the greater good uh is a little more important saying hey if you want to be good <laughs> greater good the greater good um but if, if you want to if you want to kind of uh, be a protester and if you want to make it to where you can protest in ways that are maybe a little more active, maybe a little more extreme, hopefully nonviolent, um, and be able to, to, to very literally fight back. I want to kind of go over some of that stuff because I'm kind of inspired by what's going on right now. And I want to share this information and I'm not someone who leaves my apartment very often. So I'm not going to be someone partaking in a lot of this stuff, but I think it's important to kind of talk about it a little bit. And also uh, I've got some upcoming podcasts with some of these people that are in these fields. So hopefully it'll be some really cool stuff. And if people want to check it out, then Faraday.com NSFW uh, or NSFW podcast on, um, on iTunes and whatnot, it'll say William Faraday and, and all that shit. So, anyway, you really hey, need to tell me before you start start <laughs> broadcasting. It's better to ask here. for forgiveness than for permission. <laughs> when it comes to me, I disagree, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Um, but before before I let you go, um, okay. what we should what we what we should do, or or maybe this is an idea of something that we should do, is is it would be I think it would be really interesting. If if we had like a three way conversation between you, me, and and somebody who's an activist 
from sure. your area. Somebody who's actually like there, there's one thing to be anonymous, and there's some there's people who who put their put their face out there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's places for everybody, you yeah. know. And every every little bit helps. Like I keep saying, um, if they don't mind putting their face out there and throwing out some discussion, various points of view, you know, just to really emphasize some of these points because, you know, sometimes. You know, we all need to be checked a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. if 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 we're straying off of the, uh, the narrow path, sometimes we need somebody to challenge us on it, so we can think and maybe course correct on that. You know, sure. it's always a good thing. But anyway, uh, just an idea. And with that being said, um, I can I think, think of some people. I'll, I'll, I can I can ask around. So all right. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. It's been good talking to you. And um, let, again, let's do this again in the next couple weeks. Sounds great, man. All right. Peace out. All right.